Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Right here. Right here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. My name is Peter Rosenberg. I'm being joined by the statless one, the physically large. S to the G to the bleepin' bleepin' G. How are you, SGG? Oh, yeah. I'm doing good, man. I'm looking forward to uh, an exciting weekend of wrestling. You know, I so, so, myself. so am I. And um, I'm going to be enjoying this weekend from my home and not from Los Angeles. Um, I am not scheduled for this one. I will be back for the Royal Rumble. Um, but I am looking forward to it. Although I will say, given everything that's happened, I will be a little disappointed to not be in the building for the new, uh, Brock Lesnar, Daniel Bryan match. Yeah. So that is crazy. Um, and Charlotte Ronda is crazy. There's a lot to get to. Plus, we'll do Black Power Rankings. We'll do some mail. We'll get you all ready for Survivor Series. SGG quickly, because there's a lot to get to. Um, anything outside the ring? Um, everything outside the ring relates to what has been happening inside of the ring, if that makes any sense. So, well, I'm guessing the, I'm guessing the first thing would be, I'm guessing the first thing would be Becky Lynch showing up on Monday Night Raw. And of course, it did not appear that the plans were for her to get busted open the hard way and and start bleeding all over the place. It turned out to be one of the most visually interesting and exciting things in a very long time. But SGG, I'm sure you have some details about behind the scenes. Well, um, yes and no. So we know that she was injured. We know that it was Nia Jax who injured her. Um, it was reported that she suffered a concussion as a result of of that punch and I mean we all saw her face on Tuesday they they pulled her from the match um but then that led to a sort of social media Twitter Instagram war between Rhonda and Becky yesterday and um let's just say Becky got her on that one you think Becky you think Becky won that one Oh yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Becky, uh, Becky got her on the on the social media war because Rhonda posted, you know, a picture on Instagram with a long caption, um, just poking at Becky Lynch for, you know, basically getting injured and having to drop out of the fight. And I think one of the notable things she said was, you know, unfortunately, now everyone knows if someone hauls off and punches you for real. Your face implodes, so I suggest you keep practicing your tough guy faces in the mirror. Uh, should be very effective physical therapy. And um, Becky Lynch clapped back on Twitter. Here we go. And said, uh, "When I got my face broke, I got up, owned you, then showed up the next day looking to fight some more. When you got your face broke, you hid for a year under your blankie. Your mind is as weak as your jaw." And I'm going to move heaven and earth to come destroy them both. And of course, and, uh, she's referencing that loss to Holly Holm. Mm-hmm. The uh, the infamous TMZ video that followed that loss of Ronda Rousey in an airport mm. um, with the hoodie over her head. Oh my God! And a pillow over her face, shielding her from <laughs> basically the world. It was Rapug. Um, yeah, I thought Becky uh, did quite well, both on the social and just the general week she had. I mean, where do you even put this run? I, I mean, it's like all of a sudden we blinked. You know, SummerSlam happened. Becky turns on Charlotte. It was a cool moment. Not necessarily shocking, but it, it went well. And then you turn around... And between SummerSlam and Survivor Series, Becky Lynch has had one of the great moments. Like, it has really felt like a classic wrestling moment. It's it's felt Attitude Era adjacent. Yeah, 
um like you said it came out of nowhere really um i mean she had as a far quiet as women, previous year yeah she did she really did um and i believe you asked you know where does this rank and i, I mean as far as women it has to rank pretty high even though like you said it's only been a few months um especially if she can maintain this even especially if she can um keep going Well, especially because now you would have to imagine since Charlotte Ronda is now happening at Survivor Series that we will likely get Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, but I feel like a lot of pieces have to move, move around for that to happen, right? Because Becky, you know, Becky's on SmackDown. Ronda's on Raw. They're both champions, so what what would have to happen for them to end up on a collision course? Um, Women's Royal you know, Rumble? But they're champions, though. They, like, the, one of them would have to lose the title in between now and the Rumble. Yep. And then go in and win the Rumble. And it's like, who do you take the title off of? Um, they're both doing really well. And honestly... It would be a shame if Becky is the answer because as a champion and as an all-around performer right now, Becky's miles ahead of Ronda. Well, I think um, Ronda needs the title less because Ronda's title is being Ronda Rousey, right? So I think it would behoove them to keep the title on Becky um, because I think Becky has the heel holding the title so mage. Um, and then I think you, Rhonda can be cheated. Rhonda can be cheated for the title and have someone take it off of her under unfair circumstances. Uh, maybe even Becky's involvement, whatever. And then you get to have Rhonda win the Women's Royal Rumble, which I'm sure is something that they want to do at some point anyway. And you get there. I mean, yeah, it requires moving some things around, but it's not complicated. Um, it's not terribly complicated, but, um, you know, it does involve tinkering with some things that we're enjoying right now, with one of which being uh, Becky's title run and the other one being Ronda's title run. One of them would have to go to move them into, into position. Yeah. I mean, listen, things are worth it to move around, though, to get the things that you really want. I mean, otherwise, what's the what's the Ronda match for WrestleMania that everyone's really dreaming about? You know, I mean, on Raw there aren't many though. To be honest, maybe maybe Ronda Sasha, but um, you know, the Ronda matches are are all on SmackDown, from Charlotte to Becky to even Oscar. They're all on SmackDown. That's a very good point. So, but this has been an all-time moment for Becky. I mean, we'll see when we get to the mailbag later. How many, how many ma- e- e- emails are about Becky? It seems like everyone's talking about her. You know, this is the biggest thing going today. And, you know, it's not... There are only... With as much progress as there has been, there still have only been so many times when a woman's storyline and a woman's character is the number one thing going in the business at a a time. And that's what's happening right now with Becky. and um, just to go back to Becky a little bit really quickly, I know people have been pushing like um, this idea that Becky's the new Austin, especially after Monday or like she's the female Austin. And while I disagree with that, it's it's really strange. It's sort of interesting um, that, you know, after after Monday, WWE posted on their social media, the picture of Becky standing up in the audience with her arms raised, bloody faced, and it captioned it, um, Becky eleven twelve, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, I rolled my eyes at that a little bit because it's obvious reference to Austin three sixteen and we know that promo came from uh Bible verse. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, me being trying to be, you know, smart ass, I'm like, okay, so what Bible verse does this correlate to? And it turns out it turns out that a revelation eleven twelve says, then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. And they went up to heaven 
in a cloud while their enemies looked on. And that, that's sort of what she did on Monday. She went up to the audience and stood above all her enemies, all the raw women and everybody from the audience to to the women that she just attacked to even her allies looked on while she had her arm raised uh, triumphantly. So I don't know, you know, that was kind of eerie, <laughs> but also kind of ill. Got to tell you, I never expected Bible stat guy Greg. <laughs> the very rare. Oh, my God. Literally. Bible stat guy Greg. Oh, my goodness. That's very, very interesting. Um, so is there any more on behind the scenes between Naya and uh, Becky and like whether there's repercussions or anger or anything of that nature? I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen fan speculation that, you know, of things that should happen to Naya. And um, I peeked in the mailbag a little bit. There's some in there. So we're definitely going to get to it when it comes to um, the mail. But uh, obviously, it's all speculation right now. It's all so early. And, and of course, like they always say, accidents do happen. So as much as we don't like it. This is just one of those situations that you have to chalk it up to. Um, SGG, what else, anything else outside the ring? Or that was everything related to Becky and Ronda? Yeah, everything that I saw was mostly related to uh, to Becky and Ronda. Now, obviously, SmackDown ended up becoming just huge this week. Is there anything else you feel from Raw that needs to be discussed? No, because I mean, you know, the the show opened up with, you know, Stephanie McMahon and Braun Strowman. And that was an interesting promo. Raw was interesting. I'm not going to, you know, completely step it, smack it to the side. But um, like you said, SmackDown was just huge. Um, the end of Raw had implications for SmackDown, obviously, with Becky's injury that we touched on. But then beyond that, the entire episode of SmackDown was just was just huge. And before we get into SmackDown, which we'll do right now, want to give a shout out to Indochino. They make made-to-measure suits that fit you perfectly, so much better than off-the-rack suits. Such an awesome experience. Every man looks better in a beautiful, perfectly customed suit. They have a huge variety of fabrics, colors, patterns that make Indochino amazing. Uh, so there's no excuse to get a suit that fits you badly. Some bad looking like you're in the NBA draft in 1998. <laughs> you want to get the highest quality at the lowest price. It's an amazing experience. You get to play designer and do consultations with their amazing style guides. They're the, they're the leading made-to-measure menswear company in North America. So go visit an Indochino showroom. Let them take your measurements, or you can do it at home at Indochino.com. Choose the fabric. Choose the customizations, get it done, then relax. It'll be mailed to you in a couple of weeks, and everyone will love it. Right now, special Black Friday pricing. If you go to Indochino.com, use the code HEAT at checkout. They will give you 70% off regular price for a made-to-measure suit, plus shipping's free. That's Indochino.com. Promo code HEAT for 70% off, all right? It's an incredible deal for our listeners. All the peckerheads out there, once you go custom, you don't go back. Shout out to Indochino. So SGG, it brings us to SmackDown. Where would you like to start? Oh uh, man, we got to start at the top, right? Um, Paul Heyman shows up and incites a bit of a brawl between AJ and Daniel Bryan, and that causes Shane McMahon to to come down, try to separate them, and announce that the WWE Championship is on the line. AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, main event of SmackDown, Tuesday night. Mm. You said Shane McMahon, right? I did. You're going to go to hit me, and I'm going to miss. You're going to miss. I'm going to hit you. Um, And you also said... I 
thought I had a Daniel Bryan thing here also. There's a no. <laughs> there has to be. I thought I, I mean I use that at Hot 97 all the time. I don't know if I have one. I thought I had one on my. Uh... Don't degrade the champion at any time. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, Macho Man Randy Savage. How perfect oh, is it today? That... Yeah. How perfect is it that Macho Man and Old Dirty Bastard have the same birthday? <laughs> That's great. I never do that. I didn't realize it till today either. It really does seem like absolutely perfect. Um, all right, so then it ends up getting broken up, and we quickly learn that we are going to get a new championship match on SmackDown between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Now, at that moment, did it inst- did it instantly pique your interest that something could happen? It did, but I talked myself out of it though because it's like, why? The obvious answer to that is why not? But again, like I saw it and I was like, nah, they no, they wouldn't. I I right away was like, okay, there's a good chance at a title change. But I have to admit, I did not expect it to happen the way it happened. Even though I thought there was a chance, it just did not cross my mind that we could be looking at a full Daniel Bryan heel turn. And it appears yeah. that there's kind of mixed conversations on why they decided to have it uh, happen right now. But overall, how much does this excite you about the not only this weekend where we'll now get a dream match between Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar, but how much does it excite you for the road to WrestleMania? Oh man, like I, I can't even can't even put it to words. Um, and honestly. The, the implications of this move, it extends far beyond, uh, just Daniel Bryan. Um, because if you think about it, right? When we were growing up and watching wrestling for, for a time, their, uh, their slogan or tagline or catchphrase, if you will, was anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. And, you know, lately, it's been sort of predictable, right? Titles on the line. Uh, in the go-home show before the champion has a title defense at the pay-per-view, that champion generally makes it to the pay-per-view. The only exception I can think of is, you know, gender or or somebody getting injured. But generally, that champion would make it to the pay-per-view and then the chips would fall where they may. But here, they had this match that they built up, um, a mega match, a rematch year in the making, and then they went right back to that old mantra of anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. And now we have a new champion and we didn't see that coming. And like you said, we didn't see it coming the way that it came with Daniel Bryan going full heel. And if that's the approach that they're going to take with all these storylines, then I'm in. What what excites you the absolute most? I mean, obviously, we'll now have AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. We get Brock Lesnar right now. But when you start thinking about the possibilities that are out there with heel Daniel Bryan, what else could there be? And it's interesting, though. It basically makes him and The Miz impossible for WrestleMania. Unless they turn The Miz, right, in some way, some way shape, or form. We could be in the middle of Miz country. You're here. I'm here. Let's do this. <laughs> Is that going to be Brock this Sunday? Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so insane. One more time for Brock. You're here. I'm here. Let's do this. <laughs> there has to be a better version of that. It cuts off too soon. Um, yeah, I think it's unlikely Miz will turn, but you never know. Um, it would be very interesting if they did it in reverse. Um, there's a lot of exciting things to picture. Yeah. You know? And on Raw, too. And I know probably nobody wants to see this, but do we get Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon? They were teasing that match for a little while. Oh, yeah, that match never happened. But no, because Shane's turning heel, too, it sounds like. Uh, you could get, 
you know, after WrestleMania, if there's a shakeup on Raw, you could get Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Should be a lot of fun. You get Dean Ambrose. One day, hopefully, Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, but right now, you can get Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan. Ooh. That's a lot of fun. You know, Daniel Bryan has no problem kicking the mask off of his face. So it's a it's a very interesting thing, and and they did it again. It just it ended up making for a week. I mean, between Monday and Tuesday, it's just like not often that you have a moment where it just kind of feels like 1999, and you can't believe what you're seeing. But that's what happened this mm-hmm. week. We had two moments where you went, "Wow, I really." Did not see that coming. One of them may have been by accident, but not the other one. Yeah. The other one was very deliberate um, completely. And it's so interesting. I guess, too, that, you know, that wipes off the table this idea that he was going to be punished somehow for um, for opting not to go to Crown Jewel because that's a that's a hell of a punishment. (laughs) The championship and a marquee match. At one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year. Um, so what do you want to do order-wise here? Do you want to? We, I mean, we should break down the cards for War Games, and we should and Survivor Series. I guess we should just jump right to that SGG. Do you want to lead us in this? All right. So you know, let's do it how WWE does it. Let's start with uh, NXT Takeover War Games. Mage. It's going to be a little bit shorter than the usual takeover in terms of matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause usually it's five matches, all the titles. Um, and you know, there you have that, but with the war games match, you have the NXT tag champions and the NXT UK champion and the North American champion all in the match. So those titles obviously, um, won't be on the line, even though I would have loved a, a winner-take-all scenario with those titles, but um, at War Games on the main card, you have Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano in a grudge match, um, wrapping up that who who attacked Alistair storyline. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. One day we could really be looking back to on this being a dream match. You know, and Gargano and Ciampa coming off of what they did for about a year, and now you get Alistair, who's just Major. I mean, Dipperstein's favorite. Major. Um, Dips, uh, Alistair obsessed against heel Johnny Gargano. Thoughts, predictions, level of excitement? Um, I'm very excited because, you know, Gargano has a new attitude, too. He's displaying a more villainous side uh, of himself. He's, like, embraced it. And, um, and yeah, Alistair Black is just exciting. I think the two of them can work well together. Alistair Black has shown with, like, his matches against other competitors, you know, Dream, Andrade, and even Lars Sullivan, that he can, his style can mesh well with a lot of different styles. So I think that um, he and Gargano are going to be able to make some magic in this match. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Alistair Black as my pick, and I'm gonna say that this match um, has like show stealer potential. But they all do. But definitely this one. Um. All right. What else? What's next? Shayna Baszler. Mm. Defending the NXT Women's Championship against Kyrie Sane. It's not a, a belt, two out of it's three a title. Match. In what? Two out of three falls mm. match. You know I'm a big Kyrie Sane fan. Mm hmm. She's mage. And, and these are two people again who they step in the ring together and they, it's just quality, quality matches you get out of them. Um, and two out of three falls, like, you think about, most matches with that stipulation and they're like four and a half five star 
classics or near classic. You know, whether it's an NXT, WCW, you think about the WWE tag match, Demolition Heart Foundation. Two out of three falls is a is a match stipulation with so much potential for greatness. So again, I'm expecting expecting this to be a really good match. Who do you think ends up on the main roster first between Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler? I think probably probably Shayna. Oh my god! I think you're probably right. Yeah. Um, and then. By the way, I'm- following that match, we'll probably get the Tommaso Ciampa mm-hmm. Velveteen Dream match mm. for the NXT Championship. Um, it seems like Dream turned babyface a couple of weeks ago, so that's, <laughs> that's yeah. interesting. Hmm. That's an interesting development, and uh, on his social media, he's been teasing. Uh, the appearance uh, uh, or the, the quote-unquote debut of Hollywood Dream. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to seeing what that what that actually means and what that looks like. You think it's black? Um, you think it's black and the white? I think he's going with the black and the white. <laughs> I think he is. Um, I don't think that's going to result in in any gold, but I do think he's going to go with the black and the white. Hmm. I'm going to prove, brother, that I can beat you anywhere, anytime. Any percentage chance the Hulkster shows up? Hopefully zero, but... Um, Here's Greg's reaction if he does show up. You're hurting me. <laughs> but would you say, what would you, yeah. would you put... What, I would still I would give it a 20% chance. Well, yeah, like, they're, they're slowly increasing it, right? Because... You know, after he hosted um, the last network special, so what if he showed up but Dream like insulted him? That would be perfect. I would enjoy that. That's the way you do it. I would enjoy that. You let you let Dream sort of diss him, make him his lackey, make Hogan his Virgil. <laughs> that would be great. Um, uh, that should be a fun match though, too. Champa and Dream. All right, and and um. And then the highly anticipated War Games match, um, Undisputed Era at full strength, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong versus Pete Dunn, mm-hmm. Ricochet, and the War Raiders. And um, this past week on NXT, Undisputed Era won a match. Um, Against one half of the War Raiders, I believe it was Hanson, for the advantage in War Games. So, you know, that means that for a, a time during the match, um, they will have the numbers advantage. It's going to start off one-on-one, but then every time somebody's at a disadvantage, it's going to be Undisputed Era with the extra man in the ring. And... um yeah, this is going to be good, man. Like, you know, this is the second time they've done a War Games match. The last one far exceeded expectations. And in this one, um, everybody on the Undisputed Era can say that they've competed in a War Games match, which gives them an advantage on top of the advantage that they already won. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, especially if it's as chaotic and and exciting as it was last year. I just got, I mean, at this point, even the gimmicky stuff at NXT, everything turns out pretty good. You know, it's just like hard for me to imagine that it's not going to be damn good. Because so far, everything they've done in that regard has been damn good. So I'm uh, I'm certainly looking forward um, to NXT War Games. Which, of course, Greg, would then bring us to Survivor Series, but before we get break down Survivor Series match by match and do everything else we have to do, I want to give a shout out to Stamps.com. You know, these days you can get everything on demand, just like our podcast. You can also mail things on demand with Stamps.com. Super duper easy. You can access all the services of the post office right from your desk. So maybe you want to buy shirts from Ted, a.k.a. Wrestling for Sale, who's having a Survivor Series pop-up this weekend. Shout out to Wrestling for Sale. Follow him on Instagram. I'm off social media through the year. 
on my lovely social media hiatus, but Wrestling for Sale is there, and he is selling classic stuff this weekend in L.A., so at Wrestling for Sale. Now, if you want to send people stuff, boom. You want to uh, weigh stuff, no problem. You just get the scale. It's all easy. Then you click the label, you print it, you mail it, and you're done with Stamps.com. They give you a digital scale, so you can weigh it all yourself. So get over to Stamps.com, super-duper easy, and use the code HEAT for this special offer, all right? A four-week trial, including postage and a digital scale. Stamps.com. Click the radio microphone at the top of the page. Type in the word HEAT. Get hooked up. That's Stamps.com and enter the word HEAT. So SGG, time to get down with one of the oldest, most classic pay-per-views of all time. Survivor Series. Oh, yeah. Talk to me. It's it's crazy because this <laughs> this card looks completely different than it did a week ago. Yeah, and it's still just it's still just as exciting. Um, so I guess we'll start with the match that they already announced is going to be on the the kickoff show. It's um the team Raw tag team uh, Survivor Series team versus the. Team SmackDown tag teams, Survivor Series team. Um, on the Raw side, you have Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, mm-hmm. The Revival, mm-hmm. The B Team, Lucha House Party, mm-hmm. and The Ascension. And on the SmackDown side, you have The Captains, The Usos, The New Day, Sanity, Gallows and Anderson, and the Colognes, who I don't know where okay. they've been, but I'm glad they made it back in time to be a part of this. I spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool is? You're looking at. Nothing beats me. Yeah, that is out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the Usos found them or how they knew how to find they them. They had a number, but they found they them. They had their yeah. number, and there now that we have them. Um, this is not a match that the tag match is always like a fun gimmick because it's so many people. But do you ever really care about it? No, I want and I want to because uh, you know because you have the Usos and you have the New Day, but yeah, you pretty much summed it up um, really succinctly and really perfectly it's a fun fun match it will be fun but do we really care about it no and I mean other than it setting the stakes for the rest of the night you know the winners will give their show the advantage in the numbers and the on the win loss column but other than that meh um, as far as official prediction though I'm gonna go with the Smackdown men's team just because the Usos and the New Day, you know, the other tag teams on the Raw side are are good, but the Usos and the New Day has to be the the driving force that gets SmackDown the win. All right, and you know, I'm always I'm I'm a big Uso New Day guy myself. I enjoy their their mutual respect. All right, let's keep going, SGG. And then uh, Buddy Murphy. Versus Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight Championship, which um, hopefully this one makes the main card. Um, even as the opener, you know, setting the tone for the rest of the show. I don't think it will. Hopefully. I mean, these guys, you know, I feel like 205 Live doesn't, it, it, they don't, people don't watch it enough or or as often as they, make, you know, do for Raw SmackDown. But it's a shame because uh, really entertaining matches and these two have real good chemistry so I'm expecting the match to be good uh, my official prediction is going to be Buddy Murphy um, but yeah the match is gonna it's going to excite and I'm glad it does make it, hopefully it does make the main card because then you know more people will get to see that and hopefully tune in to 205 Live um, I don't really have a prediction on this match except that it will be on the kickoff show it's a two hour kickoff show that, that 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 involves a good amount of time to fill, so there's going to be a few. 
Anyways, keep going. So that will bring us to the Team Raw women versus the Team SmackDown women. On the Raw side, you have Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, Natalia, and Ruby Riot. Um, and on the SmackDown side, you have Carmella, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Asuka, and a fourth uh, who hasn't been determined yet, mm. hasn't been announced. Um, it was going to be Charlotte. She has a match now. But, yeah, she has a match now. And so, don't know who it's going to be. Wait, who's on it again? It's... Carmella, Carmella, Naomi, Naomi, Sonya Deville, Sonya Deville, Oscar, Oscar, and that's it. Now, do they pull in one of the iconics to fill a spot, or do they just go completely random and have like an NXT call up that we weren't expecting? You know, Nikki Cross popped up to challenge uh, Becky, so. She joined Sanity last week, so she could be... Yeah, you never know. I guess she could be eligible. The wild card. I'm guessing they end up going like Peyton Royce or something, but who knows. Yeah. And on the, um, and on the Raw side... On the Raw side, we have Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, Natalia, and Ruby Riot. Who do you like, Greg? I'm going to go with the Raw women's team for this one. Um, just because, you know, when Ruby Riot's around, the rest of the Riot squad isn't too far behind. And then you add that to the fact that Nia Jax and Tamina, you know, are on the same page and they're working together. So there's a good amount of chemistry and cohesion on the Raw side, whereas the SmackDown team is sort of thrown together. So I'm going to go with the Raw team. I sort of like the SmackDown team. I don't know why, but I sort of do. I mean, let's be honest. It is hard to bet against Asuka. And um, when you look at that team, three of them were SmackDown Women's Champion. Oh, never mind. Asuka was not SmackDown Women's Champion. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she held the longest reign in NXT Women's she's, Championship. She's the women's, SmackDown Women's Champion of Jays. Yeah, that's, that's as good as she can get without the title. Um, yeah, no, I'm not. It's hard to bet against Oscar alone because I mean she she won the Survivor Series team for Raw last year, if I'm not mistaken, was the sole survivor. So there's a case to be made for both teams, and definitely a toss up in that regard. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with the Raw women's team. Um. All right, keep going, Greg. AOP versus the Bar. AOP with Drake Maverick and the Bar with the Big Show. Uh, with the Big Show. Saw him today. Uh, Which I think I like. I AOP. think it's sort of hilarious. I do too. I do too. I like AOP too. But I, I think it's funny that you know the AOP has probably the shortest person on the roster. He's a, very, he's a small man. Accompanying them, and the the bar has the biggest, the largest athlete in the world. Accompanying them is just kind of funny to me, but um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm gonna go AOP on this one. Uh, yeah, I like AOP too. It just seems like they're starting to build something, and I just love that damn Drake Maverick. Mm-hmm. He's a good man, small man, but a good man. A big man, a big man in a small package. Get it? Small package. Oh, uh, all right. What else, SGG? We gotta go uh, up next. We gotta go with uh, Shinsuke versus Seth Rollins, Intercontinental Champion mm-hmm. versus U.S. Champion. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna say Shinsuke. Seth is too preoccupied with uh, with other things, and. You, you just have to think that Dean Ambrose is not going to be... He's not going to just stand aside and let this match go on without making him presence felt some way. Whether it's an attack before the match or 
or something after the match or some shenanigans during the match. He's, I feel like Dean Ambrose is going to pop up. All that aggression inside you, you chose to take it out on an inanimate object. And not only an inanimate object. Hey, shut up. Shut your mouth. I, I'm going Seth Rollins because uh, however you may feel about it, we, it feels like we live in a time in which uh, Shinsuke loses. It doesn't matter that much. He's still Shinsuke. He still has some Shinsuke appeal, but Seth to me seems to be in a spot where him losing a match right now in the run he's having, I just don't see it. Okay. That's fair. Hopefully, you know, it'll it'll still be an exciting match regardless. Uh, first Could time ever. Is it a first time ever? Yeah, That's I don't fun. think they ever crossed paths in Japan or Ring of Honor or anywhere on the Indies, I think. So this is just going to be a good one. Um, which brings us to the Raw Men's Team versus the SmackDown men's team. And on the Raw's team, we have Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, and Bobby Lashley. Um, and on the SmackDown team, we have The Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. Did you say... Another man... Who's been waiting anxiously with anticipation? His name is Jeff Harvey. Hardy. I absolutely did. Okay. I absolutely did. And, uh, yeah, this is another one that's going to be hot. I mean, Raw has some heavy hitters on their side. Who's Raw got? Raw has, uh, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, and Dolph Ziggler. And I mean, Drew McIntyre has been just a real fierce competitor since coming back, since they being on the main roster. Even um, storyline wise, there's more dissension amongst the Raw team than the SmackDown team. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with the SmackDown's team. Samoa Joe, Miz, Shane McMahon, Ray Mysterio, and Jeff Hardy. You know, it's, Hardy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I feel bad saying this. I'm always a big proponent of the traditional Survivor Series matches. And I've said this before, that sometimes I think we've gotten too far away from that being what Survivor Series is about. Yet then we discuss those matches, and I don't care about the results. Which really... Well, they, there's not any stakes, though, right? They haven't given us... Um a reason to care. And then the stakes that they could have put on the match, they attached to the mixed match challenge. You know what I mean? Like, uh, they could have said the winner of Team Raw gets, you know, that show gets the number 30 spot in the men's match. And then same thing for the women. Mm-hmm. Which um, someone emailed us about, and I really like that idea. But they ended up doing that with the mixed match challenge. And I feel like they said that the winners of the mixed match challenge get the 30 spot. The man and the woman who, that team that wins. So, maybe next year for that one, but, um, but yeah, brand supremacy is just as good, I guess. Sure. Love brand supremacy, even though you might switch brands in a few months. I, yeah. everyone cares about brand supremacy. Um, alright, what else? Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. For Ronda Rousey to lose, there has to be a significant storyline that means something. It, I just can't see it being now. I mean, I know Charlotte wins a lot. Just seems impossible that out of the blue, a Ronda loss on a big stage comes here. Maybe Becky interferes, and there's no finish. But I cannot picture Ronda Rousey losing. It wouldn't. It would just shock me. Yeah, I'm leaning towards no contest. Um but I also I feel like a Ronda losing wouldn't hurt her um, I still don't think they would do it but I also don't think she can go on um, on an Oscar like undefeated streak 
So, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna, my official prediction is no contest though. I don't know when she's gonna lose, but I don't think a loss is gonna be as damaging. And, and at some point she has to lose because she can't just nerf the whole roster. And, and then Greg, we only have one more. Yeah, the, the match I feel like everybody is going to be watching to see even though nobody knew that they were going to get this match um, four days ago Brock Lesnar the Universal Champion um, with his advocate Paul Heyman versus the newly crowned WWE Champion Daniel Bryan and um, people are going to call me crazy say what you want but I'm, I'm, my pick is Daniel Bryan. Wow. Okay. How? Yeah. How? I don't know. And the re- the reason why I don't know though is because this Daniel Bryan that we saw on Tuesday is the Daniel Bryan that's going to show up on. Sunday, but it's also a Daniel Bryan that we haven't seen in a while, if at all. Um, this vicious, ruthless um, version of Daniel Bryan, and that little bit could be what he needs to eventually, um, to eventually take down the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Um, and we saw AJ get close. Last year without having to be as ruthless or as aggressive. Um, and we saw CM Punk also get close, uh, SummerSlam a few years back. So I think Daniel Bryan could do it. Um, and obviously he's gonna fight for it. It's gonna, he's gonna leave a piece of himself in the ring with Brock too. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I think that when the bell rings and somebody's hand has to get raised, it'll be Daniel Bryan. I I think that Daniel Bryan sh- is, is sh- performs shockingly well. Commentary is shocked. They can't believe how competitive he is. They can't believe he's making it a match. And he will somehow come up short. He will look good. It will help his character. But he will not win. I'm not going to be able to do a full mailbag, so I have one here. Mail. Maynard writes as Becky stands alone and CTE storyline for Daniel Bryan. Pete and Stack, I have been following for a long, wrestling for a long time. Would you guys agree that the level Becky's at now, no woman, not Ronda, not Charlotte, not China, Sable, the Bellas, no one has ever reached and very, very few men have. She stands alone. The face of WWE, nay, wrestling right now is Becky. As for Daniel Bryan, would it be crossing the line if they ran with the CTE storyline? If you're familiar, CTE stands for chronic traumatic Enciopathy, I think. A progressive degenerative disease of the brain found in people with a history of repetitive brain trauma. It causes the person to have irrational decision-making and acts of violence. The poster boy for this is Aaron Hernandez. Blah, 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 blah. Of course, Daniel Bryan has had concussion issues in the past. Do you think there's any chance WWE would run with this? No, I do not, by the way. But I think it's a really interesting thought. Thank you, and as always, apologies to Dean. Wait, no, that's a shoemaker quote. Thanks for joining the last professional bro. No, that's not it. Stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love. Nope, that's not it. Here it is, here it is. Enjoy yourself. Francis Maynard. He's at the Philippine Embassy in Nairobi, and he sent us a a poster that says it's it's the When a Man Loves a Woman movie poster, but it's Charlotte hugging Becky. <laughs> so that's that's pretty uh that's pretty mage. Um, another message about Becky. There's a lot here, guys. Um, one, I'm going to read one more, and we'll do, and we'll get to more of these next week. Mail. Justin says Raw ending at 11. Hey, sweet Pete and Uptown Malcolm, you guys spoke last week about Monday Night Raw ending right at 11 in the future, and, and seem to be happy about that. But I must disagree. One of the intriguing things about Raw is that you don't know when it will end. On SmackDown, we all know they're going to go home at 9:55 which in a way allows us to predict which move will end the match, whereas Raw keeps us a bit more in the dark. We don't know exactly what move is going to end a great main event. 
Maybe there's a run in 11.05 that we wouldn't have gotten on SmackDown due to time constraints. At a time when WWE seems to telegraph match endings and surprise returns more than ever, it's a nice change of pace to not be able to predict the clock. In my opinion, unpredictability is one of the things that makes wrestling great. I agree. I would say stay mage, but that's like telling SGG to eat a piece of delicious chicken. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, that's a great, great point. I really enjoyed that point. Uh, totally, totally. Yeah. Re- I will say this, though. Um, you know, when the main event is so good, you don't have time to watch the clock. Even like the Daniel Bryan, AJ main event from this past week is a, it's a perfect example. You know, as the minutes wound down, you knew they were going to have to go home, but you're engaged in that match. AJ locked on the calf crusher. That didn't end it. Uh, he went for a phenomenal forearm. He got the knee to the face. That didn't necessarily end it. It was only until like right at the very end they ended and, uh, it ended well. And it forces the writers to tighten up. You know, you, sometimes I don't want to be held hostage from 11 o'clock to 11. Well, question yeah, mark, question I, mark. We never know when it's going to go. No, on. no, listen. Obviously, we felt the way we felt last week. I just thought he made some, some good points. Um, <clears throat> SGG, we got to get out of here. Give us some quick black power rankings. Oh yeah, so you know we got NXT Takeover War Games coming up, and um, in anticipation of that, I can't believe it, but it's going to be a, an all NXT Black Power rankings. And then number three, um, Velveteen Dream for his face turn and for his this teasing of this Hollywood Dream character that we're going to see potentially. This Saturday at War Games, um, I'm intrigued, so I'm I'm throwing him in there at number three. And at number two, Alistair Black, who again I'm intrigued because you know for the past couple of weeks, uh, months we've been watching him sort of chase down Johnny Gargano and come up short, and now he finally gets to get get his hands on Johnny, and that match, um, it just it it piqued my interest. It's going to wrap up that Who Done It. And it's in spectacular fashion. Um, and in the number one, the undefeated Bianca Belair, who had a match with uh, Mia Yim on this past edition of NXT. Um, she doesn't have a match at War Games, but it's always fun to see the undefeated Bianca Belair in action. And after that match, she remained undefeated because she picked up the win. So Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black, and Bianca Belair, this week's Black Power Rankings. All right, SGG, and we'll see where these Black Power rankings sit next week after a big Survivor Series. Everyone going to L.A., enjoy yourself. I wish I could be there. I'll catch you guys uh, in Arizona at the Rumble. And next week, we will break down the big Survivor Series and start getting ready for Royal Rumble season. SGG, do me a favor. Enjoy yourself. And stay mage, P. Major. <laughs>